Just over the past 24 hours, the beaks have all kind of sloughed off, leaving the feathers behind, and your own nose and mouth have gone so cold, so black, so very jet black like the night. Hello everyone! Welcome to another episode of Podquisition. I'm your friend Jim Sterling, and I'm here with my friend, she's not your friend, Laura. Hello! Hello Jim, how are you doing this week? I'm alright, I'm good. Um... I apologise for just telling the listeners you're not their friend. Yeah, no, none of you are my friend. I hate you all. You're all a load of miserable people. Please continue to give me money. I thrive on your <laughs> belief that I am your friend. <laughs> We're also joined by Gavin. Hello, Gavin. Hello. How are you doing, me old mugger? I'm pretty good. How are you guys feeling? You haven't been having itchy feet this week, have you? My my ear feels like there is something trying to burrow through it. This is not a part of the the little joke we do. I genuinely yeah, feel like something's good... trying to burrow into my brain through oh, one really? of my ears. Oh dear. Yeah. yeah, Laura's genuinely not feeling well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've got an ear infection and I have a headache that I just can't seem to shift and I'm not feeling great today. But Damn. it's fine because I have a concoction of weird things to put in my body and if I'm not dying now, I probably will be after that. And then I can just write that off as it's, it's down to the weird liquids and nothing to do with the creatures burrowing into my brain through my ears. Wow. I mean, I'll tell you something, right? This speaks volumes of Laura's dedication. By the way, she was robbed at the Games Media Rewards. Oh, yeah, um, exactly. Fucking absolutely robbed. robbed. <laughs> um, this speaks volumes of Laura's uh, dedication to her craft and her art because she's got an ear infection and she's about to do an hour-long, at least an hour-long podcast with me. So, <laughs> I mean, that, that really shows what a, what a grafter. Laura is so you're very welcome as always um you're always welcome as well listeners what the fucking hell has been going on in video games this week a lot has been fucking going on in video games this week shall we start with the news about konami because of course there's some konami news again this week because that always you know, is ba- you know basil faulty is so reliable and so consistent every week he gives us something to talk about <laughs> oh exactly so this week's konami news um we're not entirely sure whether Kojima has left Konami or not. Let, can I amend that statement? Right. We're definitely sure that he's left. <laughs> okay, okay. <but> Konami <laughs> thinks we're not. Okay, so yeah, as I understand, and Phil, like, correct me if I'm wrong here, but as I understand this news story, first the news came out that Kojima had left Konami. Like, the depot's proper, yes, officially he's, gone. he's gone. Then yeah. we got the news from Konami. No, he hasn't left. He's still here. He's just on vacation. On a very long vacation. Yeah. And then we started seeing photographs of Kojima's leaving party, in which he was thrown a party because he was leaving. Yeah. I mean, I said at the time, though, it wouldn't, given how like famously incompetent Konami is, I wouldn't be surprised if their building hosted a leaving do for Kojima, and yet Konami still didn't know he was gone. <laughs> like, they were there, the executives were at the party. They said goodbye to him, and the very next day were like, where's Kojima? He's supposed to be making Metal Gear Solid 6 right now. <laughs> my, my... And then saw all the rumours on the internet and went, no, he ain't gone nowhere. He's just gone to the Seychelles for a weekend. My, Did my you guys sis- know that Dave Grohl actually hasn't left Nirvana? He's, like, just on vacation <laughs> with the Foo Fighters. Just on vacation, yeah. My, my suspicion right now is that they've put him on, I believe the term is garden leave, which is basically where you are fired... But you still get paid for several no, weeks of work. What, that what that means, Laura, is that concept? there's three three Yakuza sitting out in your garden at all times, <laughs> making sure that you don't leave. 
But yeah, I'm I'm getting the impression that like he's gone, but he's still on payroll is potentially what the situation is. That he's had his leaving party, they want him out, but because of contracts, they still have to have him technically on the books and paid for a while yet. So I mean, he's mm. got uh, the 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 original uh, news, I guess, said that he's on a no compete until December. So it would seem that that that's that's Konami's like treading water and holding on until December. Yeah. And then when the no competes up, then it's like okay, there's no hiding it now. Um, if if it turns out to be true, if he is officially gone, like officially left or on garden leave or whatever, um, I do, I will when it comes out. I will not let up on the fact that Konami officially on the record is lying to us right now. Yeah. And I will take such great intense pleasure <laughs> from doing that, um, that I will probably come twice in an hour. And my refractory period is not impressive. Uh, so I'm really <laughs> looking forward to that because I do not orgasm enough, I don't think, in my life. So that's going to be good. The, 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 the screams of fuck Konami will ring throughout Mississippi. Um, to the tune of other people screaming, what the hell is that weird man talking about? Um, let's burn him at the stake, which they still do out here. So I'm really, really excited to get the official confirmation that Konami's been lying through its teeth, which yeah. wouldn't be the first time, but it would, it's, it's always nice to see. It's always nice to have concrete on-paper proof. Um, we did have one other bit of very small Konami news this week, which is that if your Guitar Hero Live microphones aren't very good... Peel off the uh, the Guitar Hero Live sticker on the microphone cable because it seems that a lot of them have Konami written underneath the Guitar Hero Live sticker. <laughs> not not all of them, mind you. Not all of them, but a lot of them seem to have Konami just written on the uh, the microphone, just under a sticker. Is Konami for developers? Are they are they becoming like the the embarrassing thing you want to cover up and not want anyone to see that you have anything to do with this? <laughs> well, I, I can only assume. Like, has Konami in the last number of years released a game that came with a microphone that they might have surplus microphones from? I don't know. I mean, they do other non-game stuff. I mean, obviously they're in the pachinko business. Maybe they maybe they got a sideline in karaoke. Yeah. And, and Activision were just like, can you score us some uh, microphones, mate? And they were like, no problem. We've got literally billions. It's entirely possible. So that's that's fun. If you've got a Guitar Hero Live microphone, just peel back that sticker a little bit and just, just see if you've got one of the Konami ones. <laughs> I, it's my hope that this is like a golden ticket situation. <laughs> where if you, if you peel back the sticker and find out you've got a Konami microphone, you get to go to Konami, which is just like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Except there's no chocolate and a lot more workplace hazards. Yeah, you get uh, to, You're you lucky get to, to get out alive. You get to swim through the, the river of unfinished games that got cancelled and you get to visit the room in which there's the everlasting hope that Silent Hills might come back <laughs> <laughs> oh god I'm imagining just like like what would what would a Konami Willy Wonka be like like Willy Wanka just this like like disheveled like dressed up like a hobo clown oh. with a bindle and everything um, and he does that thing, like in the uh, in the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the Gene Wilder film, where he staggers out, and you see Willy Wonka stagger out, and he looks all old and and, and tired, and does that thing where he falls forward on his face, but then forward rolls and gets up and is alive with with joy and happiness. 
But in, in with Willy Wanker at Konami, it's like he stutters out, <laughs> then just falls flat on his face and doesn't get up. I, I don't think and you can. And the rest of the and trip until Charlie is an gets back of... to Gobstopper, he's made clean the toilets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh goodness, I'm still amazed that that's not what they've done with Kojima. That they've not forced him to just go scrub toilets till December. Yeah. Like I genuinely thought that maybe they have. We don't know that they haven't. Ah. Yeah. You, you, Maybe you right after that wouldn't... photo at the leaving party, they handed him a plunger and a mop and said, get to work. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, get in this... there with Slugworth. Oh, God, this has been a fun <laughs> week for, for news. What else did we have this week? Um, Steam controllers and Steam links just don't work if you've got a Mac. They just don't work. And they, start... they work if you've got a PC, because yeah. I've been playing on them. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get to that in a second, won't we? Because you've got thoughts and things to say on that. But yeah, uh, this is... Sorry. Oh, pardon you. What the fuck, Gavin? <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's kind of terrible that like Valve clearly knew that these didn't work on Macs. They didn't bother to say a word, they just let people buy them. They're like, yeah, sure, why not? Buy, buy one of these mm-hmm. fucking things. Um, my one question is... Oh, are we really just going to skip past what Gab just did? Uh, we're just going to leave it to speak for itself. We're just going to roll. We're, we're just going to roll past. I'm going to let I'm, it speak I'm for itself. Okay. I'm not going to edit it's, it's it out. Back on, let, I'm, I'm back on audience. my green tea. It's uh, like wow. I said. I'm I'm trying to have less coffee and more green tea, and that it makes me burp. All I'm gonna... is that what it does? Mm. I didn't know green tea did that. It also gives me very bad heartburn if I drink too much of it, which sucks because it's yeah. so good for you in other ways. But it doesn't. It doesn't make you get angry on Twitter, though, right? No, it doesn't. <laughs> that's good. I, uh, uh, that's I, all I care about. I have deleted Twitter from my phone. <laughs> that is probably good a man. very good move for your mental yeah. health. Good man. Yeah. I and did actually, that um, a year ago, and I do not miss. It. I still it's, haven't it's done amazing. it. I think I need to at some point. I, I highly recommend it. It's like yeah. this whole other part of your life opens up, and you're not. You don't have this cons- constant stream of bullshit flooding into your life. Well, it's like, amazing. I, I'm coming up on 15,000 followers now, and I'm already sort of being like, yep, this is unsustainable. Mm. Yeah, like, I lasted till about, like, 90,000, and I was... That is... I don't know how I survived. That is damn impressive. Mm. Like, I'm still at the point where I still read every tweet that comes through. Like, every tweet goes past my eyes at some point, so... Wait, everything on your feed or everything at you, though? Everything at me. Oh, yeah, no, that's... I read through everything I try and do that as well, still. Like, I'll hop on for an hour in the afternoon and just look at if fans are saying hi or whatever and respond to that but yeah, watching the stuff that's going um, on on Twitter between people I haven't read my feed itself <laughs> I haven't read my actual feed in like 6 yeah. months like, Ju- judging will, judging by open this the whole feed for 15 minutes and then close it ju- judging by the whole um boycott star wars thing I picked a good week to stay off Twitter Let's <laughs> let's avoid that one that's yeah. a whole own barrel of worms um, Yeah I don't even know what's going on Yeah Jim Jim oh, you Played yes. with a Steam controller and a Steam Link. How are they? Um, I, Steam Link is really impressive. Steam Link is impressive as hell. That, like I've had trouble. What is Steam like, Link? Is it, is it you hook your TV up to the computer? Is it? Yeah, it's it's the box that lets you play your PC Steam games like streamed over your home internet to play right. them on your TV. Oh, yeah. cool. And I was really impressed because I have a bad track record with that stuff you know I'm, I'm down in the american deep south internet here is not brilliant um you know i i pay extra for a business connection and even that's pretty shit um i've tried streaming my xbox one through windows 10 to my pc doing all that stuff that they've done 
didn't turn out well. I've tried like streaming, even streaming from my PS4 to my Vita has mixed results. But mm. this, like, no lag, like, responsive as hell. Uh, getting the games to play is, it just, it runs perfectly. I can see, I can just about see my computer monitor from the, uh, the, the chair that I play games on in the living room. I could just about see it if I keep my office door open. And obviously, you know, Naked Eye being what it is, you can't necessarily see imperceptible lag differences. But certainly no detectable lag to a, to mine human visage. Hmm. Um, so I'm really impressed. Like, responsive, the games run perfectly, they look really nice on the TV. Um, so Steam Link, I really, really like. The controller... I've heard some next I, things about that. I have... No fucking clue what it is. Um, I'll say this, and it, this will sound like a backhanded compliment, um, because it is, but I have a feeling I'd love that controller if I literally never touched another video game controller in my life. If, that's the, if that was my very first experience with a video game mm. handheld gamepad, I think I'd really dig it. But muscle memory being what it is, um, with the way current controllers sort of have a uniform uh, codified feel to them, it's alien technology to me right yeah. now. Yeah, like from from what I understand, like the the way that it those haptic uh, pads work is that they're basically emulating trackballs in the way that you're supposed yeah. to be moving them. Is that you kind of flick your hand and you can set the resistance, but it's basically you flick the trackball a certain direction and it slows down at whatever pace and that's your mouse movement. I can't movement. get used to it. I can't get used to yeah. it. They sound like they have a I lot of potential that. for like um, for work actually, for ergonomic work situations that are actually, I mean a mouse that when your thumb and a controller, that's like I don't know, well, I want I want to yeah. try that on my music the, programs. The, the, respon- the people who I've heard talk about it, I don't know if Jim agrees with this, but like I've heard a lot of people say that the mouse functionality works really nicely. If you're using it to emulate a mouse, it does the job better than a controller does. Yeah. But for games where you're emulating analog sticks, ooh, not so much. Mm. I think for right now, I think practice is what's needed. Mm. Uh, admittedly, you know, I, I got it yesterday as we record. Um, spent a few hours with it, and most of mm. that was spent trying so to I, do two things at once. I don't know if you guys remember, the like, the, the first time you ever picked up a dual analog stick controller. Like, pretty much everyone, like, runs around looking at the floor and ceiling and cursing and swearing for, like, their first couple of hours <laughs> with a... With sticks, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, know? it might. It, it, I might get used to it. I mean, even mm. the time I spent with it, like I, like I say, I was um, trying to test both the controller and trying to get through Overlord Fellowship of Evil to try and review it. Mm. That game, by the way, piece of fucking shit. Um, it got a one out of ten on the Gymquisition dot com. Wow. And and and, and it, a- absolutely despicable. But anyway, um, so I tried a bit of Borderlands with it. Uh, that I didn't have a terrible time it's not like i felt clueless and out of my depth um but it, it, it's so weird someone told me that it took them about four days to get used to it and after that they think it's better than a regular controller so mm. i'm thinking if, if i can spend more time if i can just wrap my head around moving it like that because i haven't gotten my thumb trained to do the flick and stop kind of stuff it's still very gingerly moving on the trackpad, you know, trying to get a smooth sort of looking motion yeah. and everything. Um, and if that's the wrong way to do it, then clearly I'm doing it wrong. But So there's that. Um, I love 
I love the theory of it. I, the button placement is so weird. Like, I keep hitting uh, Y when I want to hit X, or B when I want to hit A, because my thumb is so used to a DualShock 4 or an Xbox One controller. Mm. So I'm pressing, because the buttons are just in the wrong place for where my thumb normally goes. So that's, that's something I'm going to have to get used to. Yeah. Um, the yeah, shoulder how, buttons how, also just... How does it work with the, the, the buttons, by the way? Is, do you press down on the actual trackpad, is it? Yeah, they have pressable things, okay. but there are four face buttons as yeah. well. Okay. How's, on a dual how's the D-pad on it? Um, hard to describe, mostly because I've been... Because one issue that's getting in my way right now is if a game says that it's not configured for controllers, mm-hmm. which is a lot of them, um, it, it goes, this, con- uh, this game requires controller configuration. Um, you can still use your Steam controller with it, but you will need to configure the controls. I've, at the moment, fucking given up on those <laughs> because I've not found any of them that work properly. Yeah. Um, I've... There's some really clever stuff going on. Once it works, I can see it being brilliant. Yeah. Like, I tried to play the, uh, not Rebirth, I, might, I actually, just out of curiosity, because uh, it was just downloaded on my PC, um, tried the original Binding of Isaac. And and it just doesn't work for me. Like, um, basically by default, the uh, because it's got one analog stick, and the one analog stick is moving Isaac's tears. Um, one of the buttons drops a bomb, and none of the other buttons do anything else. Mm. Uh, there's no mo- no ability to move. If you press the D-pad in any way, it just kicks you back out to the screen big picture mode. You press the uh, trackpad back to uh, big picture mode. Um, one of the clever things they're doing, though, is not only can you bind your own keys, essentially, or bind your own controller buttons, um, you can download ones other people have done. So there's a community mm. template tab. So you go to Binding of Isaac, go to uh, Templates, go to Community, and people have already done all the, the, the legwork and made mm. their own key bindings. And you can use those, and it automatically sets your controller to do that, in theory. Um, with Binding of Isaac, for example, I can't... None of the templates work. Yeah. Like, it's still stuck on those controllers. Well, the big problem... They don't work. The big problem I keep hearing is apparently there is no curation for those community ones. Like, it's literally which one was created first turns up top of that list. There is no upvoting, like... There are certain games where there are apparently official Steam controller layouts that are made by the developer, and those are appearing far further down the list than people's yeah. like community-created ones, just because they put their community ones up first. That'll need some changing. Yeah. Right, it's a really good idea. I love it as an idea. I love the idea that I don't have to tinker with every game because someone else has already done it. Mm. But, I mean, Binding of Isaac... Just none of those templates have worked. I tried Black Mesa, the uh, the, the Half Life redo. Um, they worked, but there's an odd issue where Gordon Freeman auto sprints. Yeah. Um, no matter what template I use, <laughs> he's just you know that he's that, always in a that, rush. Like piston noise that happens when he sprints. Yeah. Just and it happens over and over and over again because he's just stopping starting. Wow. Um, the templates are different. The templates are working, but the, he's automatically sprinting. Um, however, well, if, if you could use when, that in Until Dawn, that would be great—an auto yeah. sprint. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those games that, at least what I've tried so far, for those games that are designed with controllers in mind, so far that's working okay. Borderlands works just fine. Um, it's it's more an issue of me getting used to it. Um, 
some other games I've just had trouble running in big pitch mode on my TV down well like I wanted to try and it just won't work. Mm. Like it'll it you can see it running on my computer screen but it's not appearing on the TV. I tried Dark Souls because I thought well it'd be hilarious to try Dark Souls with this <laughs> controller. Um and it just didn't work. It just That's, it, it actually, actually we've talked we've, we've talked about Dark Souls when we finished this chat actually just very quickly. Yeah, well, good. it's unfortunate that Dark Souls wasn't working for you because I have some seen some people who managed to get it working, and apparently the controller actually worked surprisingly nicely for Dark Souls. See, I'd love to try. I'm, I'll see if Dark Souls Two works at one point. But and another thing that's killing me, and maybe I just can't find it. But if anyone knows how to, if anyone knows how to close a game from big picture mode, not from the game's menu itself, that'd be a big help. Because if I start something like Binding of Isaac, and I can't, because the controls don't work, I can't go to the main menu and select exit game, it's stuck, unless I go back over to my computer and close it from there. Yeah. Um, same with Downwell. Like, I got Downwell, Downwell would only run in the background, it wouldn't... It wouldn't run on my TV in the foreground. So I tried to play another game, and I can just still hear Downwell, uh, Downwell's <laughs> music in the background wow. until I run back over to the computer, exit big picture, um, or bring up the game and exit game. Like it's what is, Maybe um, there's a way to do it in big picture, but I've not found it. What What is your guy's favourite controller you've ever used? I... I'm really tempted to say the, um, the PS4's new DualShock. It's very nice, isn't it? It is a very, very nice it's controller. It's a massive step up from, from yeah, the PS3 one. Given a choice, that is probably my default controller that I would go to. Um, Jim? DualShock 4 was. Then I got the 20th Anniversary Edition uh, PlayStation 1. Because mm. it looked snazzy. Mm. And the, the uh, triggers on that are so fucking sensitive. <laughs> It's driving me up the goddamn wall. There's video footage of me playing Uncharted and Nathan Drake just, like, zipping in and out of aim mode because my finger is just idly... You know, you naturally rests on those triggers. But to do that in those games, it's like... I mean, I fucking lost important items in Isaac. Um, fucking playing cards I don't want to play or, or using, like, books that I don't want to use yet because I've been... And I still use it! That's the damn <laughs> stupid thing! I've still got the old controller, but I'm using yeah, the new one the, because I paid the for it. the fancy one on your shelf as a collector's item. Use the decent one. <laughs> um, but the DualShock 4 is... Uh, I mean, it's it's hard to to say it's it's bad in any way, apart from how, why, why ever they did what mm. they did with the, the, the new released one. Um... I also I I really like the gamepad. Like the yeah, game so pad. do I. It's I, you know it, it. People say you know it's it's clunky. It's like a dinner tray. But then I've got massive fat pigman hands, <laughs> and and it just works really well for. See, like, it my, is surprisingly comfortable to use considering the size of it. Yeah, like my hands aren't huge, and I find that really comfortable to sit on the mm. sit on the sofa with and just have it resting in my lap. It's a nice, comfortable mm. controller. It feels well to, made. I, I, I think to... there's this. Yeah, you go. Sorry. You go ahead, Jim. I was going to say, I think there's a fallacy, and I think it came about part, maybe partially because of the original Xbox's controller and the joke that the controller was so huge. Mm. Um, but I think there's a bit of a fallacy where people think that the larger a controller is, the less comfortable it mm. is. Mm. And I actually think that having more surface area and space to move on a controller, unless obviously you're putting like your X button and your Y button like 
like inches and inches apart. Mm. Um, I do think that a bigger controller is yeah, it's yeah. probably my, more. Well, like, there's nothing, my, my there's nothing that appreciates me as much as having a tiny controller and having my hands feel like they're physically cramping up. Yeah, like, yeah, you don't want to become. A yeah, that's why I hated the PS3 one. Yeah, well, it's mm. why I'm like recently hating. Um, I've been playing a couple of mobile games, and there's some good games on mobile, but my hands really cramp up when trying to use that as a controller because. Mm. Just because of how you got to hold it. Yeah, I, I love like, I, I, the Xbox 360 one. That's like my all-time favorite. The second generation of them with the like silver coating, mm. they are so comfortable and yeah. like, um, it's huge. Like, <laughs> it's a lot bigger than most. Yeah. So before, it's really yeah, comfy. Yeah. But, before we finish up on the Steam controller, like my my main thought is. There, it, there's a lot of issues right now, but it seems like a lot of them are things that could probably be fixed fairly easily with software, software patches. And yeah. my suspicion yeah, I mean, is do... you are definitely in the test group. You are in the early adopter group where it's like, oh yeah, yeah. before we launch properly in like on November 10th or whenever it is, yeah, you can all be the guinea pigs and we'll work out what we've got to fix by then. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I will say I'm, I'm not hating it. Mm. I'm in, I, I really want to like it. And I'm enjoying playing around with it. Um, it's going to be a long-term thing as to whether or not this is something... Because I'd love the idea of... Especially with Steam Link working so well. Mm. You know, I review a lot of PC games. Yeah. And sometimes I don't want to be here at the computer, like, you know, cramped up over yeah. my desk or whatever. It'd be nice to go out in the living room and, and like, just sort of play it sometimes there it's and, just, and switch it's, between. It's too easy to get distracted by things like work emails and stuff like that sometimes yeah. when you're at the PC. It'd be nice to just sit I just find like controllers that. are so much more comfortable anyway oh, than, yeah, than like, using a mouse. When, when I'm reviewing games on PC, I usually will still plug in a controller even if, like, I've got the yeah. keyboard and mouse there just because it's a more comfortable setup. Exactly. Um, very quickly, um, Dark Souls 3, right? Yeah. Saw some footage this week of one of the boss fights. Um, it was, yep. I think it was GameSpot put out a video. Mm. Um, and it was called The Dancer of the Frigid Valley. Oh my God. It's like it's one of those videos that just you absolutely have to watch it. Yeah, this was from the, uh, the what was it, the connection it, test or the server test yeah. they were doing recently. It's, utterly mesmerizing it is, i mean the it combination is. of everything from the, the the animations the way the the physics flow to the slow pace of the fight to the the music oh my goodness the music is absolutely mind-blowing yeah i could i just was watching it com- i completely hypnotized by it yeah. it was beautiful i got a to work see of art. i got to see a little bit of dark souls 3 being played um back at e3 and yep mm. that's looking like a damn beautiful video game it looks like everything we kind of wanted Dark Souls 2 to be. Yeah. It it seems like it's it's certainly borrowing a lot from the sort of Bloodborne-ish school of thought, but it's yeah. definitely like, it is more and of a... a lot of the Bloodborne assets as well. Well, <laughs> The yeah, blood but... splatters and sound effects. <laughs> yeah. But it, it feels like it's taking a nice happy medium between the directions of Dark Souls and Bloodborne, so I am happy yeah. for that. Have, I... you, have you seen the, the video, Jim? Yeah. Oh, no, Jim. <laughs> I haven't yet. It I'm, is utterly... I'm harring whether I want to watch media of it before it comes out or whether I want to be totally surprised. Mm. Like, I, It's one of those ones where it's like, do I want to or do I want to just leave it, it, it I'd say It's almost maybe... like going to see a ballet or something. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's I'd, so beautiful. I'd say it's maybe worth watching one bit of footage. Like Maybe yeah. not maybe not a boss, but watching some footage from like the uh, the tests that are going on at the moment. Just to get nice and excited and then be like, oh, yeah, this is looking good. I don't have to look at it now until it comes out. 
I kind of did that with Bloodborne. Yeah. It was like I watched like some of the early stuff, and then I'm like, that'll do me. Mm. I'll uh, I'll wait for the yeah. rest of it. Yeah, as did I, and I'm really glad I did. So yeah, there's yep. that. Uh, what else do we have on the news this week? Um, according to the Wall Street Journal, Nintendo's NX development kits are already in developer hands. Um, according to their report, yep, it's going to be a console handheld hybrid of some sort, uh, shipping in 2016 to consumers. So <laughs> Nintendo's next home console is apparently like pretty close to being revealed at this point. And it's the the rumors that we've been hearing for a while are apparently true that like yes it will be a home console it's going to be comparable to something like the PS4 gen like the PS4 Xbox One generation in spec and there's going to be at least one handheld device accompaniment that will be able to leave the home according to the Wall Street Journal and they're usually pretty good on reports that's Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, Nintendo have done weirder. Uh, so I'm. Yeah, at this point, I mean, I still remember when the Wii was the revolution mm. and everyone took the piss out of it and everyone thought this is going to be a load of shit. Um, but having, you know, having the, the Wii come out and be the huge success it was, having the Wii U come out and be, in my opinion, um, a, a genuinely nice console. Yeah. Maybe not the best console ever made, but just overall nice. Um, yeah, whatever they've got cooking up for the NX, I I'll give a I'll give it the all yeah. benefit of the doubt just because I, I I'm really interested in their constant yeah. attempts to try something e- new with consoles. Every time they release a console, I've always found it fascinating and worth picking up, and there have been games on it that are worth playing, and they've yet to disappoint me in for, that regard. So I just hope for Nintendo's sake that they cater this one back towards casual gamers and kind of make it simpler to use than the Wii U. Because I think that's what they're really good at, you know? Yeah, and this report seems to be suggesting the opposite. It's suggesting, like, um, cutting-edge hardware. It's suggesting, um, like, it's suggesting a home console that games will be playable on a handheld device outside of the home. It's sounding like they're aiming for a core gaming audience, and perhaps that's they've decided that the casual audience is, you know, lightning's not going to strike twice... I don't know, but I'm fascinated to see like them officially reveal whatever this well, is. Well, they didn't make they didn't make lightning twice. That was the problem. Well, no, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying is that mm. it's yeah they're not gonna they didn't catch lightning twice in twice in a bottle and they're not gonna do it again mm. if they stick with casual. Maybe I don't know because I feel like they were trying to straddle both sides with the Wii U. They were trying to be both the casual and the core gamers console. It's like yeah, you're not winning over. I either suppose as well properly. didn't the. Didn't the first Wii come out before kind of mobile gaming and stuff took off? It was around the time of the first iPhone, so it was very yeah. like mobile gaming was in its infancy as we know it today yeah. at that point. So it would be It's maybe... amazing how many people I know are addicted to like Candy Crush and stuff like that. Well like, like people who you would never think would like play yeah. a video game. Well, like I've <laughs> I've recently been playing Peggle on my phone. Um I know that my mother's recently become obsessed with an iPhone game and it's a fairly old one that was going around, but it's called Ingress, where you go yeah. around using your GPS to real life locations and hack portals to try and take them over for your team. And she's got really into that recently. Like, there's a lot of phone yeah. games that people who don't traditionally play video maybe, games are getting really maybe into. Maybe CNN should do a report on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's not all just losers and nerds. Yeah. Sometimes people 
hack portals at post offices. <laughs> um, other news we've got. Oh, there was some Witcher 3 news this week that I thought was amazing. So re- oh, yeah. recently there was um, there was an exploit in The Witcher 3 that people could use to basically uh, farm items in order to get a lot of money very quickly and to sort of exploit the system to get excess money in The Witcher 3. And people who mm. used the exploit this week discovered that they were getting a visit in-game from the taxman. The developers of The Witcher 3 patched in a taxman who would come to players who had used this exploit That's to basically brilliant. give them a talking to about their uh, their dodgy <laughs> their dodgy financial practices and be like we're on to you we know what you're doing stop it stop <laughs> it mr witcher stop That's trying amazing. to break most... our economy what i like most about the story was how apparently you can just lie to yeah. him yeah you just tell him like nope this is all above board yeah, yeah. and he's like it's fair all enough technically just like <laughs> So that, I thought that was fantastic. Um, actually, I, I have something to say about The Witcher as well, and this may shock you, <gasps> but there was something in The Witcher DLC I really didn't like. <gasps> you yeah. didn't like something about I, The Witcher? I have to point this Blasphemy. out. Now, the DLC's great. It's really... Fu- it's it's not so much fighting and stuff. It's much more kind of little intimate moments, like that. Ger- Ger- Geralt goes to a wedding and to an auction and stuff. It's really cool. But there was one really annoying part where it kind of forces you into this romance scene where, uh, and, and it's not too much of a spoiler, but basically Geralt's like um, going to kiss this character and you're like, there's all these dialogue options of why they should and shouldn't. And if you turn her down, you have to be an asshole. But I was like, where is my dialogue option to turn her down and say, because I have dedicated myself to Yennefer? That just didn't come up. It was either oh, friends should stay friends, or blah, blah, blah. And they kind of have a little smooch no matter what. And I was like, dude, you are with Yennefer, you bad, bad well, boy. You, you see, the problem here is that much like the fantastically ended Mass Effect 3, sometimes limiting the options available to you is a narratively good choice to make. <laughs> I'm sorry, you are totally right. That is a really stupid thing for them to have done. <laughs> Bravo, though. Bravo. Um, no, that does sound that that sounds that does sound a shame, especially because I I've always praised the witches' approach to the romance stuff, where it gets. I feel like it's always gotten a bad rap for being smutty. Oh, it's but I, I don't never thought Witcher to, was. Well, I didn't play the first one. I heard that one was pretty smutty. <laughs> that one was a bit shit. Um, but Witcher Three, especially, was mm. like its approach. I felt was more mature and uh, well written, better written than Bioware romance options. Yeah. You know, it, was, I, it felt more human and natural. The DLC actually has one of the the best funniest sex scenes in a game ever. I, and obviously, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's hilarious. Yeah, it's a pretty mm. good video. I always like that as well. I like that they they don't take the sex scenes too seriously in those games. No, because sex really isn't that super serious half the time it's fucking stupid i don't know have you ever um, gone out with a french person <laughs> no i haven't they take it pretty serious <laughs> <laughs> well outside of france yeah. i mean being british it's fucking stupid yeah. um <laughs> we we don't take it all that seriously here in ireland either <laughs> as as learned from your laughing at um riding on mickey Oh god, yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah. Uh what else do we have on the news? We do have one other bit of sort of newsy things before we get into like games we've been playing this week. Um 
which is the news that... And this is the thing that, like, weirdly enough of all places, this news came from the Podquisition community of all places. Um, Until Dawn DLC... It's apparently going to be called. Uh, let me let me find the name of this because it's going to be called. What's the point? Well, yeah, pretty much. Um, so the DLC is apparently either going to be called or is currently titled Rush of Blood, and it was being tested in the UK earlier this year. It was being sort of focus tested. It's going to be, from what we can tell, an on rails first person Wendigo shooter set around the area and events of the main game and oh. it has VR support with PlayStation VR so you'll be wearing a VR headset shooting Wendigos in in first person uh, Alright, well that, that kind of stubbed out my cynicism to be honest because I was thinking they were just going to shove an extra chapter into the middle of the game Nope, from what I can tell it's it's going to be hey, here's a separate section you are in the, in the section that was shown to testers. Literally, they were in a minecart, wearing wow. the PlayStation VR, looking around, shooting Wendigos. Then they got to the end of the minecart. You guys, bit. I found the shooting bit pretty awkward in that game. Yeah, apparently, uh, first-person shooter um, on rails VR experience that heavily relies on motion controls and jump scares. Hmm. Interesting. How, how do we right, feel about know. that? I won't be getting you it. You know what? But... It's yeah, a spin-off DLC. Um, the idea doesn't offend me or anything. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. You know, you can opt into it so long as it's not. I mean, I was going to say so long as it's not, not representative of what they want to turn the game into in future. But <laughs> it's it's like it's like furries. You know, it's like furries. It neither excites or offends me. Fair enough. Mm. Yeah, it's nor it's sorry, like, bad grammar there. Yeah. Nor offends me. It's one of those things that, um, you know, we haven't seen it. It's not what I would have hoped for out of DLC for Until Dawn. Like, if you'd asked me what I'd wanted, I wouldn't have said, I want a Time Crisis-esque, on-rails, minecart, <laughs> VR shooter where you shoot Wendigos. It's not what I would have said. Mm. But you never know. I'm just glad that this game is getting support beyond when? launch. Wendigo is, by the way, one of the least scary names for anything ever. Yeah, when Wendigo a, was it? Was yeah. it a minute ago? Was it an hour ago? Wendigo. It sounds like some Fisher Price house for kids that they like can cook <laughs> meals in and stuff, like and have little toy cookers. It's Wendigo. I used, to, I used to think that, but I've seen enough movies and things with Wendigo involved that it's kind of transcended the silliness, mm. um, and a kind of. I guess I've, I've become so used to the concept of Wendigo as a thing that it no longer has that silliness. Did, did you have to your it? moment of, of getting over it, like the Wii name, where it's like, ha ha ha, I can now listen to that name without thinking it sounds like a Wii Wii? Yeah, yeah, it's like a Wendigo, really. Yeah, something mm. like that. That, that I, I don't care what anyone says, that was high class. I, I think that was some pretty good punmanship you did, Jim. That's that's show title material. <laughs> I, I'm not so sure if it's show title material. I, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers we get something better. Well, it's it's that or Willy Wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Willy Wanker's Konami Oh, I, I forgot to say this earlier, but Willy Wanker isn't a good name to imply that it's a bad person running that company, because that sounds like a thing you'd want to happen, Willy Wanker. So, 
Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Where's a good place to go from here? I have some weird things to drink. Is now a good time for me to do that bullshit? Yeah. Yes. If you want. Drink. Drink for our amusement. Why not? So I have two things to drink today, and I asked Twitter which I should drink. And because Twitter is Twitter, they told me both. They demanded I drink both. So today, first drink I have is Soda Shack. The Shaquille O'Neal branded soda. All I know from this can is that Shaquille O'Neal has size 23 shoes. And I can't hold this can in one hand because it is huge. It is like three quarters of a litre in one can. So I'm going to give it a go. It's pre-opened. Smells like strawberries. It smells overly sweet. Um, I don't know if this is what Shaquille O'Neal tastes like, but we'll give him a go. Ah. It's like... It's like carbonated, overly sweet, strawberry milk. Ugh. I was up, I was with you until milk. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's like, it's... It's cream... It's strawberry cream soda. So obviously that is mm. meant to be, like, the ice creamy element of cream soda. But it tastes yeah. like carbonated, overly sweet strawberry milk. No, and I have three quarters of a a liter of this to drink. The side of it just says a big can for the big man. Uh, apparently, he comes from from oh, Arizona, dear. as half of the can is just the word Arizona with a basketball for an O. Um, there's also the word Shakona, Shak Shakzona, and nine times led the NBA in field goal percentage. I am learning about Shaquille O'Neal today. I'm gonna put that as well. It's it's nice. It's nice to have your drinks educated. Yeah. So now I know Shaquille O'Neal has size twenty three feet. Thank you, mysterious, disgusting beverage. <laughs> and the other one we have for today is the one that I kind of teased last week has finally turned up. My uh, bottle of Vinique shimmery liqueur, which you give it a good old shake, and it looks like the universe is pouring around in your in your wine glass. It looks very fancy. So I've just given this a good shake, and it's. I am ready to consume the universe. It is a fusion of premium vodka, Moscato, and natural fruit flavours. It's around 20% alcohol. And I've got to open this one up. I have yet to open this. Okay. Let's give this a little bit of a go. I am I'm concerned, because it appears to be carbonated, but it also has a, um, a cork. So I've had to shake it and then open a cork, which is always concerning. Oh, that was far less of a dramatic pop than I had feared. It was just, yeah, just kind of a little wet part, <laughs> really. That smells incredibly fruit-flavoured. Like, this smells... Mm, let me get my wine glass. That is definitely dramatic to look at in my glass. Let's give it a go. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that doesn't taste great. So they're the best reactions from you, the ones that just uh, uh. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Muscovado as I understand it is a wine, it's like a sweet dessert wine. And vodka and wine are not two things that mix very well when you put those flavors together. No. Those like, the, the underlying alcohol flavours to this are not good. Like, it's not... 
It's not unpleasantly alcoholic. It's very smooth. But there is something about the vodka and the wine that just really clashes. Um, the fruit flavours, pleasantly fruity, I guess, behind the weird clash of alcohols that doesn't quite work. That being said, I do feel like the universe is coursing through my veins right now. Everything, my whole body is rather warm. So is this what it feels like to drink galaxies and to destroy universes with, the, with my gullet? I imagine so. I, will I think we'd have to ask Galactus ask, for ask that. Unicron. Maybe get, get a Marvel writer. Yeah. To, I, yeah. I feel like this is what Galactus and Unicron would like have on a date. Like The two of them are having a nice romantic <laughs> date in space, and they pour each other a glass of this to like drink down entire universes in a wine glass. Did you know that Orson Welles voiced Unicron in the Transformers movie? Yes. Yeah. I love yeah. that line where he's like changing Megatron into Galvatron and he says the point is something he goes, No, the point is you are a fool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then that was Orson Wells. <laughs> yeah. So I I can't recommend Shaquille O'Neal's soda. Um I probably recommend the taste of that more than the Vinique, but that being said, it does feel rather awesome to have like galaxies swirling in your wine glass and I can't lie I didn't have very much I had maybe half a wine uh, half a wine glass in one swig there my whole torso does feel pleasantly warm and tingly so so I think you got off easy this week Laura we're gonna have to get something really gross for you next time yeah I got off I got off with lightly carbonated strawberry milk and Mm. The universe that was kind of gross, go- but that did make me feel powerful. I'm going to and- bleed the veins in my foot and, like, send the toxic mixture to you to drink on the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, I guess. I'm going to keep drinking that. You know it won't be episode. worse than pussy. Oh, pussy's lovely. I love pussy. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to continue drinking this Vinique during the episode because... I do somewhat like the classy air that I get to that I get to give off while you know drinking down these shining galaxies. So, mm. if throughout this episode I seem to have clandestine knowledge of the universe that I shouldn't have, blame the drink. Sounds good. Yeah, and you're entitled to the drink because you're not feeling too well. Yeah, exactly. I will feel better if I drink universes. Maybe that is the cure to my illness. I have to drink down entire galaxies. Yeah. Sounds good. What, what else do we have this week? Uh, games we played. Jim, you played a game that I have been hearing a lot about, but I don't know what is. Uh, what is that game, yes. what you played, Jim? Well, we briefly mentioned it uh, when we were talking about the... Um, uh, the uh, so I keep getting distracted because YouTube Gaming just announced the uh, that YouTube Red, the subscription service. Mm. Um, their version of Netflix, and I'm sat here because they keep talking about it, and none of them are saying like, "What about the content creators? What about the people who live off the ads that you're now telling people they don't have to get?" So I'm kind of keeping an eye on it while I talk. But um, we did briefly talk about this game. Um, it's a game called Downwell, and it's fucking brilliant. And and I think everyone should play it. It's basically like Doodle Jump, and the Binding of Isaac in one. ZX Spectrum looking game. That sounds pretty interesting. I've been seeing it it's, get good scores. What is so good about about it? It's it's fucking good. It's um basically you are a a, a boy who's jumped down a well and your character is constantly falling. Uh, but you've got gun boots because of course you do, and you can shoot with them 
and you can jump on enemies' heads. And some enemies are red, and you can't jump on their heads. They have to be shot. And there are all blocks in the way, and you can shoot those. So it's just this fast-paced, rapid descent downwards to reach the end of a level. Um, there are things off to the side, and you can jump in these little caverns on the side to get new gun upgrades, and they change the way you fire. Like You get spread shot, or a shotgun, or a laser beam. Um, and jump back out and just start, like, keep falling. Um, so it's this game about falling and shooting and trying to stay alive. Like, it's, it's pretty damn challenging. Um, and then at the end of every level, you get an upgrade system, like in Nuclear Throne or Binding of Isaac. Um, they'll give you some upgrades, that like you can get a drone that will auto-shoot things when enemies get near, or you can get a, a heart balloon that'll uh, save you... Uh, uh, like from a killing blow, or you can get um, a jetpack so that if you run out of bullets while shooting, uh, the fire button basically allows you to fly for a little bit. Um, and the better you do, you know, you get through levels and just keep amassing upgrades. And some there are some really cool ones, like every block you shoot shoots bullets themselves, so you're eventually just spreading like death all over the screen. Um, and it's just like I, I can't even get very far into it. Like it's so tough. But it's one of those games that the moment you die, it's like, I've got to get back and do it again. Like, I've got to give this another fucking go. So, yeah, like, I'm, I'm probably going to get a review written for it sometime this week. And, but I, I can't recommend it enough. Like, I, I played it for a, a video on the Jim Sterling ch uh, YouTube channel and was just, wow, was, I was just blown away. The moment, like, uh, the first two goes I was confused as hell and then the moment it clicked and I got it I was like this is fantastic this is fucking brilliant um so yeah down well I it's probably well it's I said probably it's definitely on the short list for my games of the year already yeah. um like like the, the praise I have for it is high indeed gonna be such a tough year to pick your top fives yeah it's it's gonna be tough yeah. Talk, talking of game of the year contenders um the last episode of life is strange finally came out this week and oh it's mixed, still going on is responses. it yeah it's had very mixed responses um my response to it is very much i feel that they definitely stuck the landing they the final episode is a little poorly paced there is a section of it in the middle that i think I can see the arguing for it being the length it needed to be, but I personally feel like it needed to be shortened in order to keep the focus on the sort of interpersonal drama. That being said, they didn't try and explain where the main character's um, time removal, uh, time rewinding powers came from. They never tried to explain that. Uh, they kept it focused on the character's actions and how they fit into the world. It was very difficult to go through, but it handled those difficult themes in a very strong way, and it really stuck its landing. Um, I'm really happy with that ending. I think that the endings it provided were very, very satisfying. They were definitely like, this feels like the, the choice that this ultimately always had to come down to. And whichever, sort of however you end this, it feels like you had a say in that matter. And... I'm really pleased with it. Like, I've come away from Life is Strange being like, yeah, Life is Strange. It is certainly not flawless. It's, it reminds me of the sort of thing that I would say about something like No More Heroes, where you cannot, like, you cannot say it's flawless by any means. Like, there are problems left, right, and center. But it's still going to be one of the most memorable games I've played in a long time. And for, for years to come, it's going to be very memorable. So 
I am really, really happy having finished Life is Strange that I don't, I feel like they didn't fuck this up. I feel like they stuck the landing on a very ambitious project. So go Life is Strange. Uh, You can watch me play the entire series on my YouTube channel now. Um, I, this morning I put up, or yesterday for you listening, I put up the entirety of episode five as one video, just did it the whole way through blind. So go have a look at that and have a look at Life is Strange because that's a really interesting game, what came out. I still ain't played past the first episode. That's because certain companies didn't give you a code past the first episode. Well, I can't be fucked. I'm like, unless it's... There are some games I'll buy. There are many games I'll buy to Mm. review if I can't get a copy. Like, I still have weird issues with Nintendo. Yeah. um, Because they're still in that... Like, still... Still, like, like I got confirmation today, like from Nintendo, where it's like, dude, we love you here. We just don't know how to give you codes right now because you're currently stuck through some sort of red tape in a program that's primarily for people with an audience of children. <laughs> it's like, it's like most of the people who are in the same um, bracket, strata that you, the same bracket that you're in, are like kid friendly stuff, and we're trying to get you out of it. <laughs> um, but, you know, I bought uh, Yoshi's Woolly World, which mm. I'm going to do a review of soon. I don't mind buying certain things yeah. if I think my audience is going to be interested enough for, for it to be worth my time and money. Um, I, so, I would say if like, Life is Strange had mm. interested me enough in the first episode, I'd have probably bought it. But then, given the way that Square Enix went silent after yeah. the first episode, if I'd have enjoyed it, they'd have probably sent me episode two. I, so. I think <clears throat> if there's, like... Uh, an episode of Life is Strange that would be the one to get you, like, invested in, even if it's not personally for you, seeing the value in going through it, it's probably episode two. Because I think episode two has the least of the irritating hella social medias going on. It has the Mm -hmm. most sort of clear, concise um, arc of what it's trying to talk about, and it deals with the most sort of, like, directly relatable human themes. Like, I think episode two is the one where I was like, this is something very special, and... I think that there was definitely value in playing through the other episodes just in terms of mm-hmm. it is dealing with themes as a series that video games as an industry generally and as a medium generally don't touch upon and it's managed not to fuck up any of these like really big topics like without spoiling too much skip ahead 30 seconds if you want to avoid all spoilers it deals with suicide um, kidnap and sexual assault and um, connected themes in an in a in a way that gives you agency, but that doesn't feel like it's either exploitative or um, tasteless in its depiction. And I think that that's really important for this industry, regardless of the numerous flaws with that series. There's another game I played that deals with some similar things. What is that it's game? Called, it's called Fatal Frame. Maiden of Black Water. Fatal it's, Frame. It. What's going on with localizing this one? Rubbish. Yeah, I've heard it's not I'm good. S- some Fatal Frame fans are upset at me. One guy in particular, and I know I said we won't focus on negative comments so much, but just fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so over the review controversy shit. Like, look, if you want to eat your multi bread and pretend that you've eaten at the Ritz, go for it. Right. <laughs> Go enjoy your mediocre swill of a game. Um, but we'll move swiftly on from that on something that is uh, good. Because another another episodic game series wrapped up this week. Yeah, uh, Tales from the Borderlands. 
Tales from the Borderlands. That's really now that's good. Now that's another game, and now that it's wrapped up, that is looking potential, mm. potentially to be on my um, yeah, definitely my game of the year definitely list. by far oh. the strongest Telltale series to have concluded. Really? Um, hmm. I'm, I apologize if I'm feeling if I'm sounding a little odd. I took I had to take some of my medicines before <laughs> I started, and now I'm getting a little bit. Um, whatever a word is for whatever it is I want to communicate. <laughs> it's okay. Um, we'll, we'll get to the questions after, after Telltale. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I fucking loved it. At the final episode, perfect conclusion. I actually spent some time in my review saying like how the word epic is overused yeah, this, so much this is that how it doesn't you, mean anything. Yeah, this is something deserving of that word. Really? Yeah, like the original gravitas of that word works here perfectly. Okay, I'm going to have to try this one. Battle. I think you should. Like it's it's, just, it's still funny. It's, it's, it, it's Is it interactive? I mean, obviously it's interactive. Is the interaction in it better than in other Telltale games or is it the same? It's it's like very it's, sim- Is yeah, it very it's, rudimentary? It's very similar in nature. Mm. Uh, there are areas where you have greater degrees of control and interaction, but it's all the same style of Telltale. Yeah, it's the okay. same style, yeah. And they they do have moments where it kind of breaks the mould a little bit. Okay. And it plays with its own, because um, it's it's a more humorous game and it breaks the fourth wall a little bit. It kind of, it plays with a few of Telltale's established conventions okay. as well. Okay, um, I'll try it, I'll so, try it. It's the one game I've been nagged to play a lot this year. I think I you'd enjoy played. its sense of humour a lot, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, um, very quickly, the last game that I played through this week, um, Guitar Hero Live, I got my review up for this week, and um, that is an absolutely fantastic game that I find it really hard to recommend to anyone, because I got really pissed off with it. So, uh, I talked about the game a couple of weeks ago. I really like the redesigned controller and the sort of um, the way it sets up its uh, fingerings and that sort of stuff. I really like the... (laughs) (laughs) I said a funny word. Um, I really like the implementation of full motion video. I think that it is a really solid package that, like, the the 42 songs that are on disc and are part of the the main, like, story campaign are really solid. Um, I like the presentation of that career mode, story mode, where you do three song sets and each time it's okay, here you are backstage with the band, you start from backstage, you walk out on stage, you do your set, you walk back off to the backstage and get reactions based on how you did on your set from the rest of the band. Really nice presentation to everything. Um, The thing that really turned me off of this, because up until this point I was like, this is reinvigorating my love of music with plastic guitars, I love this. And then I started playing around with GH Live, which is where the other 200 songs are, and my god, I got annoyed with that. Um, the short version, every half an hour, there is a there is a different selection of tracks that are randomly selected that you can play through at the same time as everyone else in the world. These tracks will be under a loose, cohesive theme for that half an hour, so it might be like epic guitars or moving ballads or whatever their theme is for that half hour. And... You don't have the FMV crowds for these songs, it's just the music video, and you play the song once, and then it moves on to the next song. Um, If when you tune in to Guitar Hero Live, it's halfway through a song, you start halfway through a song, because you play through the songs that they're putting on right now. And 
as you go through these, you earn, you slowly earn tokens to basically be able to play whichever of those songs from GH Live that you want to play. Um, on average, you're playing probably three to five randomly selected songs you didn't pick in order to earn enough points to buy one play of a song that you want to play. And that's one play, it's yeah, not an outright Yeah, that's not one buy. outright buy of a song, that is, I get to pick, okay, I want to play My Chemical Romance is Na Na Na, I can play it once if I play three to five other songs not of my choosing. That, mm. that, it confuses me, yeah. just hearing about it, and that's not what you want from a game designed for parties and, and more casual players, and just a game that people want, want to just jump into. Yeah. I don't want my, my delivery system... Sounding confusing. Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate, and um, yeah, it, it gets worse because basically, like, what I was looking at with this was, would this be feasible for? Let's say I was having some friends come round, and of that selection of two hundred songs, we wanted to for two hours to be able to pick our own songs to play and play what we wanted to for a couple of hours. I would probably have to play between six and ten hours of randomly selected songs that were not my choice in order to unlock enough tokens to play songs of our choosing for about two hours. And that's not good. Now, if you're having friends around and you do want that full selection of 200 songs to pick from as you wish, you can buy a 24-hour pass to those songs. And this isn't a game you've already spent, like, because the guitars are new and you can't use your old guitars, you've already spent, let's say, £85 on a copy of this with a guitar or a couple of guitars you can pay the equivalent price of two weeks of netflix subscription to have 24 hours of guitar hero song subscription like you are paying half of a month's netflix subscription to have access to all of the songs in a game that you've already upfront paid 85 pound for why yeah so I am I am in the the camp here of fuck that, fuck that right in the ass, fuck that in the in places that you don't, don't usually fuck. Hate fuck, this. fuck that in the belly button, in the ears, in the <laughs> nostrils, fuck it everywhere. Fuck that in the festering foot wound. Yes, fuck that in the festering foot wound. I am not happy with Gnarly Alive because I was so happy with it when playing through just the solo story content because I was like, oh. This is really good. Unlike Rock Band, this feels really new and it's made me excited again. But fuck that model for playing songs. Let wow. me outright buy the songs I want. Or let me like let me unlock or purchase with even with real money as DLC. Let me pick the songs I like from that selection of two hundred and have them for whenever I want. So if I cause if I like a song in Guitar Hero I will play that song over and over and over on loop until I get really good at it. That's what I want to do. I don't want to play see, bullshit yeah. to do Did that. you see they got, like, um, fucking Lenny Kravitz and James Franco to do the ad for it? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, hoping... I was hoping Lenny this. was going to whip out his wang at some point <laughs> and show us how he fingers his instrument. I'm... <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm gonna Running have to see this in action down myself. The neck of his instrument. I'm masturbating his cock to orgasm. Mm. And James Franco just I, I you know wanking into a mirror. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to play this myself and see it myself. 
to really get an idea of what's going on. Um, certainly what you've described doesn't sound good, which is, I really want to like this. Yeah. Like, everything I've heard about it seems really like, good. I am so into the actual base game. Like, I am, the base game itself, I'm like, this is fantastic, it's amazing, this is what music rhythm is needed to shake it up. But that, oh, every... And then they went a bit like, too far with so shaking, it, was it just seems. There is a song I want to play, and it's just out of my reach, and I don't want to have to do what I have to do to play it. That's what got in my way. Because they'll be like, oh yeah, Guitar Hero Live pop-ups will pop up, and it's like, oh, now we're having a competition for that song that you really like to see who can get the highest score on it. Do you want to pay to be able to unlock that song for 24 hours so you can play it all you like and chase the highest score with everyone else? Or do you just want to play it once and hope that you get your highest score on that one time that it comes around on GH Live? Do you want to do that? Do you want to do that? <sighs> there we go. Uh, before we get on to questions, update on the state of me drinking this uh, Galaxy Liqueur. I do right now feel like I could just, like, flatten cities with my eyes. I don't know what it is, but, like, my whole body feels very warm and very powerful. That's good. I'm going to have to try yeah, some of that stuff. I, I, don't know. I want to feel warm and powerful. Yeah, I don't know what it is about this, but I feel like, let's say, if I concentrated hard enough, I could probably do a Kamehameha right now. I am just, like, I am <sighs> brimming with energy. This is a weird-ass drink. Well, we, we, we better get these questions let's done before these, you go supernova let's, or let's something. Let's get these questions out before I, like, uh, ascend to my final form and destroy the planet with the sheer yeah. willpower of my mind. So, question number one this week. Um, Stabity Death wants to ask, Long time ago, I watched a documentary on the making of Metal Gear Solid 2. In it, Kojima talked about a game idea he had, where if you died in the game, you had to buy the cheap copy of the game again and start from the beginning what is the coolest game idea that you've heard that's completely unfeasible well it's funny you should say that because there is a game on steam greenlight right now that's trying to do is this that. the one where it tries to lock your steam account if you die once yes yeah it's it's i forget what it's called it's been linked to me a hundred times so i considered it for a best of steam greenlight trailer except the game itself does look promisingly good, apart from that one weird yeah, idea. It's, it's not the first game on Steam to have tried doing that, because there was one where like everyone had a shared pool of lives. The Flock. The yes, flock, and yeah. when, you, the... when that pool of lives ran out, people stopped respawning, and then it was like everyone for yeah. themselves. Problem with that game is uh, that it was shit. Yeah. Um, whereas this one looks quite promising, and it's like, but I don't want to invest time and stuff in a game, even if it's good, if I, if I can't play it again. Like It just seems like something that they're going to that they they that is unfeasible. Like, yeah. why would you want to do that? Why not just the money? Why would you want to waste the time? It, it is a hard sell for people, but yeah, it, it's it's interesting as an idea. Um, like I've talked about this one before, but the idea that I've always loved is the idea of a game where you are in an active war zone, like a sort of top budget three D game. You're in a war zone, but you're not someone with a gun. Where you are, let's say, either like a war reporter with your camera, or you're uh, like um, someone trying to escape the the fighting with your child, or something. Or it is the game of everyone has guns, you don't. Avoid getting shot with the guns. I kind of like that as an idea. Gavin, what what is the game idea that you would like? Um, uh, 
I don't know. I mean, so many, so many game premises are so beyond ridiculous anyway that I don't really think there isn't one that someone out there couldn't make work. <laughs> I mean, the biggest game of all time, well, one of the biggest games, I don't know if Mario's still the biggest, it's about a fucking plumber who goes down pipes and fights against turtles, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> well, that, like, that's one of the best things about video games is there's no situation too crazy that some yeah. crazy mad person out there can't make it work. Like, is is there an idea you've heard that you're like, yeah, I'd like to see that happen? Uh, probably. None that I can think of off the top of my head, to be honest. Oh goodness! Yeah. You and me not having answers prepared. Well, I know you've I know you've got an answer prepared for this one, Gavin. So we'll go with this question next. Um, Justin Eckert, Justin mm. Eckert wants to ask if you could read the mind of any game developer for thirty minutes, who would you choose and why? Okay, well, this is the most obvious answer in the whole world. I would obviously pick our Lord and Savior, Gaiman. Just I, just so we know what's fucking going on with Half Life. <laughs> what if he just doesn't think about Half-Life during that half hour? Because like, um, you're, you're assuming that for that half an hour, like, the thought of Half-Life is going to cross his mind. Uh, e- even without that, he's still one of the most enigmatic and private, mm. well-known gaming figures out there. And I think it would be interesting to have a moment in his mind. That'd certainly be interesting. Even, even though despite that, when he does address the public, he's, he's actually surprisingly... Um, blunt and forthright when he does Mm. uh people i'd like to read the minds of i would love to read the mind of let's say peter molyneux that was gonna be my first i want to get inside peter molyneux's head for like half an hour and just be like so what are you what are you thinking about right now what what idea for a game that is completely unfeasible are you thinking about but conveniently not talking about because you promised you wouldn't talk about it anymore like, is is this the game in which you are a cloud and you can dictate the moods of people by moving yourself to block the sunlight and affecting their mood because they all have seasonal affective disorder? Or is this the idea where you plant a seed today and nothing happens with that plant, but it grows an apple and then the apple rolls down a hill and that creates a seed and you have to cross the world by being the seeds falling from the apples of trees, and that's how you you progress across the world. Like I want to, I want to just have half an hour of that. That's what I want. Cool. Jim answers. Uh, well, I was trying to think of one that isn't Peter Molyneux. Um, God, so many game developers are boring. You could you could read Kojima's mind, find out if he's been fired or not. <laughs> could we, could, it'd be interesting he probably would just be thinking again, about boobies I mean yeah actually yeah yeah just for that I'd like to I'd like to see what boobies Kojima's thinking of well you, I, I have one more suggestion for you Jim you could read the mind of your favourite indie studio that shall not be named and find out what the fuck they think they're doing day to day honestly I think that would just be like garbled static and screams because I don't think they think like human beings. Yeah, that would sound. So that don't... would sound like one of the bits in Dead Space where you're like you start going crazy and all like static noises start going <laughs> across yep. your screen. I'd like to spend thirty minutes in the mind of like whoever at Nintendo was responsible for like working on Yoshi's Woolly World. Because I just feel like that would be a really pleasant and relaxed, calm, lovely, happy place to be for half an hour. Mm. I imagine that. I'm probably wrong. It's probably full of death metal and, like, murder screams. 
He's trying to cover up. Yeah, it's they... like, yeah, don't don't look at me as the murderer. I'm just making yarn games. I'd like to listen inside Phil Fish's head for half an hour. <laughs> like, um... he probably gets up in the morning and he's like, fucking cornflakes. Fucking hate cornflakes. Stupid I... cornflakes. I imagine he probably, like, berates himself in his head because he's not intelligent enough to understand his own thoughts. He's like, <laughs> oh, you... oh, oh, Phil Fish, you just don't get what Phil Fish is thinking today. <laughs> That's a that's a Jonathan Blow move. That okay, is, that 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 might be a Jonathan Blow though. Blow. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to take a trip into Ed McMillan's mind as well. I mean, just having played the Binding of Isaac and uh, Meat Boy and some of the other weird fucked up shit he's done. <laughs> I bet it's like Silent Hill in there. I feel like you'd come out of there and you'd be like shaking and mute and you'd never say another word. Or being being <laughs> yeah. be, be fun to be David Cage's uh, mind for half an hour. How, I, honestly, what can I, I do I uh, with my game so that I have a scene with a woman in the shower? This is the most important thing in my game. Woman well, in the I shower. We will build the game from here. The <laughs> most important thing for my next project is it must make people feel emotions. Not just any emotions, but emotions as a big word written across an entire wall of an office. The you emotion of the emotions. naked shower. You're all doing the David Cage impersonation wrong. First of all, well, uh, as I mentioned, Jim, I spent a little bit of time going out with some French people in my life, so I have uh, quite a good uh, familiarity with the accent. That's not what he sounds like. He sounds like this. <laughs> he. That's what he sounds. <laughs> can't even do it properly he myself now. A little bit I'm David Cage. I'm. It, where is he? Is no, he this, actually he, French, or where is he from? He's French. This is. It's strange, as you can tell from my authentic French accent. <laughs> you sound like um, you sound like that bit in um, Austin Powers where he's doing the Dutch guy. Oh, what again? What's it, Goldmember yeah. or whatever his name is? But no, this is what he sounds like. Can't even do it properly now. C'est un bon accent français, Jim. C'est très bon. Oh. I need to find my uh, David Cage mask. It's about time he returned to the Jimquisition. Je ne comprends pas le français. Tu parles anglais, s'il vous plaît. Emotions. Je parle bon français. J'ai un bon accent, mais mon vocabulaire est très nul. Où est la bibliothèque? I'm going to speak French the, the proper British way, which is Oi! I, I want a fucking beer! Do you understand that word? Beer. Do you understand? Speak he anglais, mate. <laughs> That's how you, you conduct got, yourself you got, as a. Uh, you got Boddingdons. We we sometimes yep. get British stag parties over here, and that actually is exactly how they talk. <laughs> that is how they talk because they're scum of the earth. <laughs> Most and you know, I know we have, we have British listeners, and I obviously hail from the. <laughs> From the motherland myself, but uh, most British men, not all, hashtag not all, most British men are scum. Hey, pure hey, scum. Hey, Gav, Gav. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you, this is Ireland, right? Ireland. Uh, you got a Guinness. Uh. Uh. I'll tell you what, I used to work in a cab firm, and they're, they're, this guy there was he's, um, was a DJ, called himself DJ Chronic. Mm. There's an original name. And and he insisted he wasn't racist because he had a Stevie Wonder record. Like, he liked Stevie Wonder, so he couldn't be racist. But he did hate Somalians and Indians and, 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 and every race Everyone who wasn't that him. wasn't his own. Um, and he used to pass off, like, the most stereotypical uh, racist thoughts 
as original philosophical. Like the tone in his voice, you'd think he was the first person to have ever observed it. So, of course, when Irish people came up, he mentioned someone, like there was some talk about someone he knew or someone else in the office knew who was Irish. And he just says, like, with sage wisdom in his voice, just goes, yeah, I love the Irish. They love a drink. They love a drink, they do. He's not... And he, it, like, like, it was... He's not wrong. <laughs> but it was, we like, do you know, love the, a drink. one of to, the biggest... To our detriment, one, one as biggest... anyone who knows me knows we love a drink. Yeah. yeah. As anyone who's followed you on Twitter knows. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I, have, I have the best story of um, of British racism from this week. And this is my 94-year-old 90, grandmother. Um, so we, she was recently visited and, um, she told us, let me, let me pull up the story because I did make a note of this. One second. I want to get this word for word. Don't want to make any mistakes here. First, my gran opens up with, we've had an Indian family move down the road. They're black. Really, gran? Yes. We've gone very, (laughs) we've gone very cosmopolitan here. <laughs> so she feels very cosmopolitan because on her road, an Indian family who are black have moved in, and she now oh, feels very cosmopolitan. She's, she feels Br- very Britain have, like Loads of Indian people. It does, but apparently this is like the first Indian couple that's moved onto my grandmother's wow. road. From what we can tell, they are an Indian family. Wow. We got that much, but she she got herself a bit confused. Maybe she's like, "Yep, it's an Indian family. They're black." I'm very cosmopolitan to, to, now. To be fair to her, I remember <laughs> feeling very cosmopolitan when we had our first um, Nigerian neighbours. Because, like, I, we only saw, like, I think I'd seen one black person by the time I was 18, ever. And, like, then we got loads of people from Nigeria and we had some neighbours who were Nigerian and we went to, like, visit them when their baby was born and had food in their house that we'd never even knew this foods existed. And it was like, we feel very cosmopolitan now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. I mean, that's basically the the, the white man's job um, in any given situation is to be near people who aren't white and then silently congratulate yourself in your head about how not racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. That that seems to be the, the that that's the white liberal role in society. Yeah. <laughs> how not racist I am. Uh. Where's my crown? <laughs> I, I have a half Bangladeshi friend, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anytime you have to start that that I'm not racist, but it's like just just stop the sentence there. It's not going to go well for you. Yeah. The only time we want to hear about buts here is when, when Laura's Laura's talking about arses. She's got very important newses in, to give us about. In, the indeed, arse. there is very important butt newses. Not this week. Yeah. This week. Speaking what? Speaking. Speaking about important news. Important news. Pogwatch 2015 is concluded. Skeleton Warriors Pogs arrived in perfect condition. Oh my god, oh, I need to start off the Pogwatch. I'm starting my own Pogwatch. This is Laura's Pogwatch 2015. Will you guys just go ahead and make Pogquisition already and just be <laughs> done with it? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Since you've been mentioning Pogs, people have brought to my attention that there is a limited run that exists of My Chemical Romance Pogs. Oh. <gasps> I am now... Pogwatch, Laura's Pogwatch 2015 has begun as Jim's finishes. I am going to track down some My Chemical Romance Pogs. It's gonna happen. I Give have me a pog to remember. <laughs> I, th- 
had some on eBay. They're ludicrously expensive. I'm going to continue looking. I'm searching, searching Gumtree. If anyone sees some cheap My Chemical Romance pogs, hit me up on Twitter. I'll keep an eye out because I've actually been because it started off as a joke for the Gymquisition and now I'm just legitimately buying pogs. Like I got this, I got series one of the World Pog Federation pogs along with my Skeleton Warriors pogs. People have been sending me stuff in my PO box. Like I've ended up with some Sonic the Hedgehog pogs, like Sonic Triple Trouble, that Game Gear game. Apparently they had a series of promotional pogs that I've got. I've ended up with uh, plastic slammers. People have been saying, oh, hey, look, there's a set of Spider-Man pogs. There's a Mysterio pog in there. Go get it. And I'm thinking to myself, I will, I will probably get it. Um, so pog watch never ends. This is the year of the pog. Yeah. So you better get yeah. on with it. Sli- um, let's slip the pogs of war. You L- have Laura, me into the year of pogs. It's happening. On, Laura, on the topic of um, slightly kind of angsty rock bands, have you ever uh, listened to Bring Me the Horizon? Yes, I saw them in concert a couple of times. Cool. I've I've only discovered them lately, and they're really fucking good. Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, his they, lyrics can be a little too angsty at times for me, but yeah, other his, than that, his stuff is a little inconsistent in its level of angst. But it is. Yeah. I generally, I think that they are definitely a very talented band that have put some good music together. So mm. yeah, I, I'm glad you you enjoy my taste in slightly angsty music. Yeah, I do. Well, that's I, why. That's why whenever. Whenever I have a new song that's kind of emo, emo-y, I send it to Laura first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did it comes th- out. I did this week um, spend some time listening to a song that I had, well, to an album I haven't listened to in a long time. And I find it kind of hilarious more than anything. And this was a, this was a mindless self-indulgence album oh, yeah. titled How I Learned to Stop Giving a Shit and Love Mindless Self-Indulgence. Is that the one with um, the song on it that goes, you stupid motherfucker, like a hundred times? No, this is the album that's got the song about how he wants to build a fuck machine. Wow. And how everything's better with ice cream. Like, going to jail, ice cream will fix it. Can't get a job, ice cream will fix it. Um, so they, they basically do MSI what it says is, on the tin. <laughs> MSI is a band that, like, every fibre in my being tells me not to like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 yeah, I I do, mm. and I know that you know maybe someone who's an alleged SJW or whatever mm. shouldn't like uh, it, but like I goddamn Jimmy Urine I, bangs out a good. I know tune. that I shouldn't like them, and like here's the thing, like I genuinely like very seriously liked them in my angsty teen years, where I was like, oh, I hate the world, the world hates me, uh. and listening back to it now, I just find it. Um, genuinely hilarious that he like he built well-structured songs out of these batshit weird ideas Mm. like one of the songs is like i'm just looking through this album fuck machine he wants to build a fuck machine with a friend but he wants to make sure that his friend doesn't let his mother know because it would be very embarrassing if their mothers found out they were building a fuck machine um uh i want to be black it's a song about how he wishes that he could be black and he, the, all the role models he wants to be like, um, yeah. The, the it's not that about, offensive. I mean, it, it's it's just a weird as fuck album. He's, he's he's not exactly anal cunt, you know. Yeah, yeah it, they, they are. Uh, they're, they're a whole is, uh, other level. <laughs> yes, but but I do I do like one one song, one of their more recent songs. I'm I'm like if I'd have never heard gotten to the agreement with Drill Queen, who very kindly allow me to use Born Depressed on the Jimquisition. Who are great, by the way. I'd have, 
Wonderful, yeah. wonderful, really um, fucking wonderful musicians, great people as I, well. I like, really, really, really like her voice. She's a fantastic voice. Yes, but if if that had never happened, I do think the song "Witness" by MSI would have to be um, the Jimquisition thing. <laughs> if I just look up the lyrics and read them out. I think you'll that, see why. Can I just say, that is the opening track off this album I've been listening to. This album opens oh, there we with go. Witness. This, I've, been, wow. I've been listening oh. to this one myself quite a bit. Uh, but the <laughs> Jim, after Fury <laughs> Road, opening... Witness and Mediocre are your new mottos for everything now. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but the song starts with Son of a Bitch, God Likes Me, I Am The Best, <laughs> Fuck Everybody Else, <laughs> Suck On My Dick, I'm Perfect, I Am The Best, Fuck Everybody Else, God Likes Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. it, it it really is just like it's the gym position. I, I can't remember. Like, yeah, perfected. I can't remember which song it is on this album, but one of the songs in this is like, "Why can't you just give up and accept that I am better than you?" Because fuck you, I'm better than you. You'll never be as good as me. I'm better <laughs> than you. Fuck off. I just it's a, it's actually quite a good. Is album. he a bit yeah. insecure? Uh, this album comes off as him being entirely insecure and also a bit weird and creepy. But wow. I think that's part yeah. of why he does it as well. Yeah. That's part of the shit. Yeah, like the, the fact he can create cohesive narratives out of like weird batshit crazy stuff. Mm. It's genuinely yeah. like I, mean, I find of his... it amusing. I love musicians point. who can do stuff like like I mean, if you look at someone like Rob Zombie, who literally every song he's ever done is about horror movies and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh. I mean, one of one of MSI's earlier songs is about like erectile dysfunction <laughs> and, and his own erectile dysfunction. Wow. So, oh. Something tells me he's uh, yeah. Ty- he, typo negative were great for that, that as he... well. Actually, that self-deprecating humor. I remember. Um, I think it was called "Shut Me Up." It was an MSI song that was um, the bass, the rock, the mic, the trouble. I like my coffee black, just like my metal. With the bass, the rock, the mic, the treble. I like my coffee black, just like my metal. Because I can't wait for you to shut me up. In a minute, minute, in a fucking minute. And there's something I find really endearing about just like really. That was actually the very first MSI song. Yeah, really posh readings of their songs are great. Wow. so, do we so, have time for one last question? Video game. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's whack one this, more around. I think this was one that uh, Gav put in the chat uh, from Koi Lizard. What yeah. would you want to change in your favourite video game to make it even better? Mm. And you put this in the thing, Gav, so I'm expecting you have an answer ready. Yeah, I, well, if I could change anything in Fallout 3, I would change the shooting and make it much better. And I would also change... What else would I change in it? <laughs> well, I just change it to make it a much better shooter, and it looks like they've done that for four. So I'm going to be very happy. Um, I'm going to use my standby answer that I haven't used in a few weeks. Um, I would change uh, Beyond Good and Evil, and either get rid of the ending cutscene that teased a sequel, or change it so it had a sequel. Hashtag Where the fuck is Beyond Good and Evil Two? It's mm. been a few weeks since I've done one of those. Someone actually, after Jim answers, we had one more really cool question this week. Ooh. Okay, Br- bring it up. Mind quick then. Um, I like Silent. You know, Silent Hill Two is my favourite game. It's hard to say what I'd like to change because I still think it's beautiful. But you know, maybe modernise the controls a little bit. Like, just give it a, a touch of basically do the HD remaster that Konami couldn't do because Konami's fucking incompetent. Like, if there was a way to competently update that game um, because they lost half the fucking source code. Um, that that would have been perfect. If if I'd have gotten the Silent Hill HD collection the way it should have been, that 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 would be my answer. 
Yeah. Fuck Konami. So, uh, Gavin, what was your other question you had? Um, I'm trying to find it in the chat because I can't remember the person's name. Okay, I'm so sorry. I don't know what your name is. I just took your question. So you can take credit for it and shout at us and we'll mention your name next week or something. But basically they asked it to me. They're like, you love Kate Bush. Is there any game you'd love to see her in? And I was like, we could all answer this and say what our, what games we'd like to see our favourite artists in. Yeah, uh, Games we'd like to see our favourite artists in. Um, I would like to see... Uh, I've got to go for MCR because, you know, I said that they're my favourite artist and yep. band too many times to not say them. Uh, let's put them in... Uh, that's a tough one. Let's put them in a an action... Let, let's put them in the new Assassin's Creed. Why not? Fuck, fuck, fuck the logic. <laughs> my Chemical Romance in Assassin's Creed... Uh, Assassin's Creed dystopian wasteland uh, robot cyber future. There you go. Cool. Nice. I I would love. Um, oh, you go. You go first, Jim, and I'm going to keep looking for this person's know, well, name. M- mine's mine's pretty predictable. ELO. I, I can. Comp- I, well, I complain about not just ELO, but the game itself because we still don't have ELO in rock band. Why? 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 It's not in Guitar Hero. It's I. I said this. I've said this to Harmonics before. Like the winner of the legendary Plastic Guitar Wars will be whoever puts an ELO song in their damn fucking game first. Just one of you. Why? Why? They have so many perfect songs to go in the thing with the thing. I. I. I don't. I literally don't understand what the conspiracy is against ELO. ELO has been in Grand Theft Auto as a series twice now. Grand Theft Auto is ahead of Rock Band and Guitar Hero, these so-called music games that don't have the work of Jeff Lynne, the Sonic <laughs> Architect, in them. Yep. It's a sham. Yep. Not even Xanadu. They don't even have Xanadu in there. I mean, I wouldn't be happy if Xanadu was in there, but at least it would be something. So there, there, there we go. Is that that us done? That us done for this? I still have to answer it. (laughs) Go on then, Gavin. Answer the question. So, I found the person's name. It's it's Links Awake on Twitter. So there you go. Um, If I had to have Kate Bush in a game, I would love to see her in one of that game company's games because I love Austin Wintry's music, and I can't even imagine what a collaboration between him and Kate Bush would sound like. Playing over you, soaring well. over beautiful mountains. Oh my goodness! Yeah, mm. yeah, that that's a that's a really good answer. Yeah, mm. well done there. So, with that, is that a good place for us to, uh, I to finish up? Yeah, I, I will. Yeah, I need I will to just give another my, long one. I need one to have a see. bath. I need to go and have a bath. I feel like I've like poured warm milk on my genitals and just let it settle. Mm. Um, I don't feel hygienic today. I need a bath. Mm. I've and a shave. My my my. Chin is itchy. I'm getting a neck beard thing going. I'm getting that Michael oh, no. thing going on. I don't Not like the neck it. beard. Oh, no. I'm getting that. <laughs> Who getting rid. thought I like a... at any stage of history that neck beards look good? Like, uh, let's forget about the whole kind of ad hominem culture around the word neck beard, but just aesthetically, whoever thought that was a good look? For anyone. It's not a good look. I mean, I'm not a fan of facial hair um, 
on myself at least. I mean, I it seems that no matter how I try and do it, I'll end up looking like some sort of like I should be on a registry. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I've got to my, get rid of it. It's looking. My awful. final update on the uh, the shimmery liqueur, the Vinique. Um, yeah, yes. the the warm, tingly, powerful feeling has not left my body. I don't quite know what's That's going hard. on with this. I'm just feeling. I've not. I've had maybe a glo- like a wine glass and a half, and I feel very, very much like I could just like knock down buildings in my path. I could just like. Sm- I'm really. Scared. I could wow. sideswipe a building out my way right now. Maybe it's this like. Is, I feel like it, you're, you're going to be the heat. Death is it made stuff. by the same guys as Buckfast? Maybe or quite possibly. Like mm. I don't know if it's the 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 Vinique. Or the uh, the Shaquille O'Neal drink, or the fact that I put both of them in my body at once. Have you maybe. done Buckfast on this show? Laura? Yeah, I did. It was like weird. Uh, it was a very syrupy texture, if I remember right. Mm. It, mm. it was, yeah, it was its own weird thing. But yeah, something about the combination of Shaquille O'Neal soda and shimmery liqueur. I feel like I could conquer the world right now. I am <laughs> the god of this world. Nothing will stand in my way. And relax. Right, so you're drunk is what you're telling us. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Okay, Party let's get on. this wrapped up then. <laughs> Laura, how can people find the work that you have done when you are sober? Well, if you wish to find the work that I have done, assuming that I haven't destroyed the planet in a, you know, energy blast of hell before then, you can find me Till at Laura K. Buzz on most things. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter... Patreon, which pays the bills, YouTube, where I've just uploaded episode 5 of Life is Strange in one big two-hour video, Laura K. Buzz, you'll find me on most things. Awesome, and Gavin, you are kind of a pop star, how can people find out more about your pop starry way? You can come over to YouTube and just find the channel Miracle of Sound and see all my new songs, the newest one of which is going to be about Firefly, uh, which has been... A long time coming. It's been spinning around my brain for two years now, and I finally made it. And also, you can not follow me on Twitter. Oh, okay, <laughs> awesome. Um, get on that quick before Red Tube comes and takes all our ad revenue away. Um, I said Red Tube. I didn't. Even, it's YouTube Red, and obviously everyone's making. I didn't. Tube. I didn't intend that as a joke about Red Tube, <laughs> but everyone's made that joke because YouTube Red sounds like Red Tube. Weird, well, my songs are porn to many. Many. Mm. Many oral. Porn. I get I get um, some so, messages sometimes about my voice, and uh, they're they're rather flattering messages. Nice. <laughs> I got lots of yeah. shitty ones too about my voice, but you know, uh, yeah, you got to balance <laughs> yeah. it out. Yeah. Um, have you ever Have you ever considered hiring a better singer? <laughs> delightful. Um, okay, that's it from us. Um, Thank you all for listening, as always. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, some people said that they were disenchanted by the last one. I don't know why. I liked it. Oh, really? Um, but like I said, we won't focus on negative comments anymore. Why did I just say that? <laughs> I was um, unaware of this. Positivity. <laughs> ah, I didn't look at comments. <laughs> yeah, some people were upset. I, I, I don't even know why. But hopefully they like this one. Hopefully you enjoy it. We still like you. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, as always, for listening and supporting the show and doing Patreon and all that other good stuff and spreading the word and just being lovely, most of you, some of you, a few of you. Most. Uh, We'll see you later. Bye. (laughs) Revel in my power.